When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Welcome in to Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. And we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. That's all our mission statement is on this show. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff, presented by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. Are you guys ready for another batch of four questions on a Friday here? Hell yeah. I love four questions Are you Friday. kidding? I'm jacked up Friday after that is, skull uh, chant. It's a good time. It's a good time. It's a good time. All right. Question number one here is presented by our friends at PXG Boys. I got to be honest. I've got the four questions in front of me on one half of the screen, and I got the open on the other half of the screen. And uh, my guy Colin Morikawa is rocking in here. Uh, for for golfers in the Twin Cities, PXG Minneapolis is a golfer's paradise. We're talking about some of the best clubs on the market with these Gen 4 clubs. Now, uh, there are clubs priced in different ranges depending on how much you're looking to uh, to spend. So go in. Test out some clubs and check out why PXG has become one of the hottest brands of club on the market. PXG Minneapolis, Southdale Center, and find out more at pxg.com slash Minneapolis. <laughs> We're going to start with some disrespect. <laughs> I actually cannot believe this. So ESPN.com, Declan found this yesterday. ESPN.com put together a list. I think th- I think this is part of that quarterback it list is. from the beginning of the week that Jeremy, Jeremy Fowler, Fowler put together. It is. And so it's uh, 50 executives, coaches, and players from around the league all voting on, like, the position groups in the top 10. Here are the wide receiver rankings. Devontae Adams, number one. DeAndre Hopkins, number two. Stephon Diggs, number three. All right. Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Michael Thomas, DK Metcalf, and A.J. Brown. Um, maybe there's a typo in here. Oh, I did no not typo. see Justin Jefferson. How disrespectful is is there any justification for Justin Jefferson not being on this list? This reminds me of the Gold Glove Awards in baseball, which I believe are presented or are voted upon by the managers. Where it's like, yeah, yeah, you know what? Here's who I think is good. But uh, didn't you watch like in 2000? Was it 17? Phil Joe Mauer played a great first base. 
And it's like, well, no, we really didn't watch that. This is a one-season oversight based on on coaches and executives getting a ballot and doing it quickly and like going down a fantasy football list of some sort in their mind. It's yeah. complete garbage. And I saw a tweet yesterday that said um, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen left off. Okay, stop. Hard stop. God bless Thielen. He's a great story and he's a very good player. But he's not the story here. He doesn't. He's not in the same breath of a top ten list that Justin Jefferson is going to be. This is a ridiculous oversight that will be fixed after 2021. Uh, this guy is special, and you know what? The top four to five for now are probably fine. But as you said, Phil, as you get into the last part of that list, really, you're not going to put Allen. Yeah, Keenan Allen. Dude. Yeah, but I also love the fact. That this, because all athletes use it, will provide even more motivation for Justin Jefferson, who, keep in mind, too, was, what, the fourth pick? The fourth pick of the wide receiver class, and he's the best? I love the fuel, and it's cliched, but it works that this will provide I actually, that was my main takeaway, too. It's the same feeling I had when Anthony Edwards lost out on the NBA's Rookie of the Year award to LaMelo Ball. It's like, all right. So LaMelo Ball, yeah, definitely was good. He also missed like 20 games. And Edwards was much more durable. And if you look at his last like 30 games, he was just – you, you could put him up among like the top 50 players in the entire league in his last 30 games. And now he gets to use that every time he wakes up in the morning. He can just be – he can be like Rocky and Rocky Four with a picture of Ivan Drago. It can be a picture of LaMelo Ball. And in the case of Justin Jefferson, he can just have all 10 of these guys and, and all of the 50 – anonymous executives, players, and coaches that voted against him. So I actually kind of like when young players are given a reason to just unleash the beast. Like Tom Brady is in his mid-40s, and every morning he's still pretty pissed that he went to like the fifth or sixth round in the draft 20-plus years ago, right? Did you see the story? kind of motivates him. Quickly about him. It turned out that he played on a torn, a completely torn MCL last season. At that age? And by the way, that explains... Why his passes didn't look great? Because you can't really plant firmly yeah. for sure. Um, a torn MCL for an entire season? Holy shit! What's funny is he's been he's been so immobile for like his entire career too that nobody even really noticed that he had a torn MCL because well, he's always just standing in the. Pocket but it shows what we've talked about all the time, which is it's not mobility; it's the feeling. Because he still moved. Because it's just about moving; it's about sliding. He could slide, but anyway, that's an incredible story. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Dex, is there any justification here? Like, are we are we being too homerish here? No, I, I the top four on this list absolutely are solidified as the top four wide receivers. I have no issue. I had some other someone. Oh, are you just upset because Devonte Adams is number one and a former Viking and Stefan Diggs is number three? And I said, no, I actually think those top three and even Tyreek Hill at four. That sounds like the top four wide receivers on the list to me. A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Julio Jones are I, I, maybe three years yeah. ago. What the hell are we doing here? No, Justin Jefferson deserves to be on this list, one hundred percent. Yeah, like, like I'd want to, I want to go back to these fifty people and say, okay, let's just forget about all the others. Julio Jones at age thirty-two for this upcoming year, or Justin Jefferson. Justin, and I'm not saying it's a yeah. fifty to nothing vote, but like, why would you not rather have the twenty-two-year-old? Yeah, who's because they vote healthy, they and, vote quickly and get the ballot back to get it done. Yep, you're probably right. Yeah, they're probably just like whatever, just. Who cares? Stop bothering me. Goodbye. <laughs> no offense, Jeremy Come Fowler. Come on, Jeremy Fowler. Get on my yeah. face. <laughs> yeah. All right. Question number two here. More disrespect. 
<laughs> the Athletic has an article listing the worst offseason moves for all 32 teams. This is what the write-up is for the Vikings. I believe Arif Hassan wrote this uh, on behalf of the local branch of the Athletic. It's tough to say this because they signed a good player in Dalvin Tomlinson, but his role on the Vikings is unclear. Minnesota insists that he can play three-technique defensive tackle next to nose tackle Michael Pierce, but really the Vikings will be fronting two run stuffers on early downs without much chance to create interior pressure. Valid Is it a valid point that Dalvin Tomlinson was uh, was a disappointing or or was was the worst offseason move the Vikings made. Well, one, it shows that if that is the worst move that they made, that they actually made some good moves because it's not the worst move. But second of all, it would be Arif's point would be a awesome point if they didn't sign Sheldon Richardson, who's going to step into that third down and occasional pass rush role. I'm also not convinced that they're not going to slide, and I hope that they do Daniil Hunter around a bit. I'm not saying interior consistently, but I am saying I think they're going to create different looks for the line, hopefully. Uh, If they don't sign Richardson and Dalvin Tomlinson is now staying on the field more on third down or something, I think it gets hanky. But you can have a rotation here of sorts. Uh, so I would say if if this is what Arif had to find is like their potential worst move or worst signing, it actually speaks to the fact that they made some solid moves too defensively because it certainly doesn't scare me. And the Richardson signing alleviates the concern that I might have had previously. Yeah, I think if, if you get too obsessed with having Pierce and Tomlinson on the field for all first and second down snaps, I I think you're probably waving the white flag on interior pressure too much. I don't think it should be as rigid as Tomlinson Pierce first and second down, and then and then Sheldon comes in for third down. Like you should probably mix and match a little bit. If you feel like a team is throwing the ball out on first down, then Sheldon Richardson should play on some first downs. Yeah, third and short. Yep. Okay, maybe uh, maybe they go with the run stuffers again. So they should mix and match. Um, yeah, I mean, I I tend on paper it looks a little weird. It's like oh, you you basically have like. Two guys who are there to take up space and haven't shown a track record of getting to the quarterback, which is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. But then I say Mike Zimmer knows what he's doing defensively, knows who he wants and what works, and so I tend to just trust Mike Zimmer's eye on this. Yeah, and if Tomlin and if Tomlin Tomlinson starts to play and he's a complete load, that's different. But if he starts to play and he can get some pressure, that changes things too. So until I see these guys actually play side by side, it's hard to pass a definitive judgment. Yeah. Be- because yeah, fair. there are times that these big guys can be athletic freaks. Yeah. Uh, question number three here, a quick reminder. <laughs> this weekend, starting starting today, actually, Brainerd International Raceway is hosting the second annual Jed Copham Memorial Race. So if you're looking to get outside, enjoy some great fun racing, I don't know, maybe put an adult beverage or two into your gullet. That's my plan. Take the golf clubs too, huh? That's also Up my to Brainerd. Plan. Yeah. <laughs> could, yeah. Why not? All Take these, the golf All club? these things sound great to me. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of great courses up there. Uh, great ticket and camping packages are still available at BIRMN.com. Today, tomorrow, and Sunday. It's a full weekend of live racing with the Trans Am Series. And it's a blast up there. 50 plus years of, of the Trans Am Series. BIRMN.com. So we did an all-too-deep dive on Mackie and Judd, the Friday episode. We did a, a sports movie rewind on any given Sunday. We've been doing movie rewinds on Fridays on Mackie and Judd for like 16 or 17 months, so 
Go check them out. So any given Sunday at the very end of the movie, Al Pacino's character announces he's taking the GM and head coaching job at the expansion franchise in New Mexico for the fictional AFFA Football League. So that's a, that's an interesting market for a professional football team. I want you guys to survey all of, I was going to say all of the United States, but how about all of the United States and maybe even anywhere else you'd want to survey? Yeah. Where should we put an NFL football team in a city that doesn't currently have one? So we keep talking about London, right? Like someday they're going to go to London and blah, blah, blah. Here's my, here's my, no. fir- here's my first time that I'm going to cross a border. And I'm not going to Mexico, and I'm not going to London. I'm going to Toronto. To- oh, yes. Toronto mm-hmm. is a great city. It is it is cosmopolitan as heck. It's not some, you know, oh, Canada's so small. No, it's a perfect place. The CFL's basically dying, which is too bad, but not is shocking. It? Yeah, they're, they're starting training camps now, and they're coming back, but they can't play a full schedule, and they don't really make a lot off their TV deal. And, and they were going to try and combine with the XFL, but that all fell apart. But the point being is Toronto is a viable and I think great place to put a National Football League team. The only drawback would be Buffalo is close. But I do think that you would also uh, draw from Canada then because it would be Canada's team. People would come to games. I'm going with Toronto as the first international expansion experience. I love Toronto's. I've never been there, but I love the idea of Toronto. And I, I will say it matters less. The proximity of having like two teams close matters less in football because most of the revenue is from big national TV deals, right? Fox, CBS. And that might be the NBC. problem that they'd say if you had it in Canada. Was was that they is that I don't know what the TV revenue potentially would be from that country. Well, wouldn't wouldn't it just be split? Equally, like you get in, it Buffalo, would be, like, but they don't get ratings. Is my point. So, so like they don't get, they wouldn't qualify as U.S. ratings points, and so they they would have to get a TV deal in Canada, which could okay. be good. But CBS, NBC, ESPN slash ABC, Fox would not benefit from it. Okay, but still, I think I it'd be a great that. place to have a team. I was going to say Toronto as well. I don't know, like the London thing is, it just feels it, it, it's a. It's such a travel logistical nightmare. It just feels yep. like everything gets screwed up when you have to go play. Like if they had to come play, let's say they're in the NFC East or something, right? Sure. Well, there's going to be years where they have to play road games on the West Coast. So they're just going to like have to stay out there. Like it's it's yes, such a disadvantage and there's no way guys would want to play there. Uh, mm-hmm. What are, are there any other cities we're missing here, Declan? Uh, I like San Antonio as an idea. Um I've been to San Antonio. It's a cool spot. Like the other, the, when I think like major cities, I don't have one. So like San Antonio, Portland. St. Louis doesn't have one now. Yeah, St. Louis. Could but they're all for get two. Back. Yeah, they, they're also. They might be two. done. Like Orlando could be one, but then Florida already has like three teams. You know, like a couple teams. So I kind of feel like it's really set in stone where it is. Um, They've kind of done done a pretty good job. Like of, like putting teams in the relevant market. You know, like uh, other market, like Raleigh. Like I, I'm trying to think of these other markets, and I just don't know if they would adopt the NFL. As strongly and Charlotte's as close other enough ones. to yeah. Raleigh, right? Three hours, but yeah. Would, would you guys do uh, Mexico City has been talked about? Yes, that's been talked about quite a bit. Um, I think it'll or happen just eventually. Me- what, about New Me- what about New Mexico? Just like the fictional AFFA? <laughs> you, get, you get Coach D'Amato to go to Albuquerque for real? Um, I think long term, I, I guess I would, and this again might be a little tricky. 
I think Toronto and Vancouver would be very intriguing. The Meadows at Mystic Lake invites you to play their award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic experience that both beginner and expert golfers will enjoy. The Meadows at Mystic Lake features over 7,000 yards of pristine bent grass fairways, trees and greens surrounded by acres of wildflowers and prairie plants. This oasis, just minutes away from downtown Minneapolis, provides a magical escape to nature. It's never too early to book a tea time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by the Shakopee Mwakatensu community. Also, mm-hmm. cosmopolitan. It's Love very, you could, you could sort of feel the NFL vibe. And the right? Seahawks and the Vancouver franchise would be a great potential rivalry. It would, yes. <laughs> All right, Rick Spielman cackling uh, us to question number four here. It. It's another get to know Mackie, Judd, and Declan question here. What is your current favorite restaurant in the Twin Cities area? If someone said to you right now, all right, for the next year, if you're going to eat at a restaurant, it has to be only one restaurant. Mm-hmm. What restaurant are you picking? Okay, so previously, pre-pandemic, I probably would have picked an in vogue place because we we used to go out quite a bit. But a lot of them have closed down, and I'm not even quite sure what's left. So I'm going to go with a place that I will Judd be from. Left his house like, there's still, there are, on breaking news: there are still restaurants open. No, I know, but what I'm saying is, I have not, that. I have not actively explored Outside restaurants or a stadium. Judd hasn't left the house in a year, which I'm happy about. But I have gone to some, and I'm going to go with a Declan Goff favorite, a place I will be for brunch on Sunday. Oh. and the brunch menu is outstanding. We'll see you there. I'm going with Red Rabbit. I think all of all of us love love some Red Rabbit. I love that place. Red Cow is good, owned by the same folks. They do a great job. But Red Rabbit, to me, as far as drinks go, as far as food goes, I mean, the the charcuterie plate is to die for, as they say. By the way, we are not getting paid for this. No, but I'm just I'm telling you, they do great. They do great work. Um, So that would be my go to place now. Yeah, that's you can't you. You can't choose Red Rabbit. He just drafted them, so you have to choose a All different right. restaurant. Now. I do love me some Rabbit. Uh, my second one, I will, I'll probably say Smack Shack. I like Smack oh, Shack a lot. Love it's Smack the, Shack. The patio is humongous. It's great. Um, it's seafood. Good drinks. Big fan of it. I would say I would say probably Smack Shack. If Judge take my number one pick off the board there. Sorry, Dex. Yeah, dude, Smack Shack. Yeah, Smack Shack's I think. Good. Uh, a little 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 ceviche. You're oh, looking dude. to you know something fresh for Absolutely. a summer day. Pretty good. I'm gonna, boys. I'm gonna stay in the same area on the same street. I believe I'm going old school. Wow. JD Hoyts. I love Jeez. a good smoked pork chop. <laughs> it's funny because, like, <laughs> you know, it's like you know, it's not exactly a cheap place to get dinner. It's, it's no. there's, there there are definitely places that are more expensive in Minneapolis, but they give you. It's the most no brainer option ever. They give you. You can either get one chop for like twenty two dollars and then sides, or you can add a second chop. For four additional dollars. Oh, like, no, I can't oh, do that. Okay. Twist my arm, will you? Enough. Uh, I and, would say. Sorry. Go ahead. The chops, the Cajun hash browns, and the asparagus inject it all into, into my veins yes, and my body. Dude. Nothing like a trip to Hoyt's with one Patrick Royce, too. <laughs> uh, why don't we? Uh, are, are you guys ready to order? Uh, yeah, let's do uh, six. Uh, better make it eight buddy bowls. <laughs> Uh, let's do a couple orders of the Cajun hash, and uh, uh, and, <laughs> the, and, the, and then and then someone and then someone like me chimes in with, "Can we get some asparagus?" No, none of the <laughs> none of the vegetables. No, <laughs> no vegetables. Oh God, he. I mean, he is royalty 
at that place. Yeah. Like, he walks in. But the Buddy they Bowl. Just hand, they just hand him a Buddy Bowl. And a the Diet Buddy Coke. Bowl thing that you said sounds like, like you're exaggerating and you're not. Oh, no. The Buddy Bowl was off the menu for a while. What? It used to be like a, like a, I mean, it's been on the menu for like 10 years now, but they took it off the, it was, I, let me rephrase. It was a secret off the menu thing that you had to know about and yeah. order just with your own knowledge. And yeah. then they finally put it back on the, so for people that don't know, the Buddy Bowl is dirty rice. It's all sorts of different like seafoods and oh, it's yeah. beans and rice base and then meats and seafoods. That sounds excellent. Sprinkled on top. I love rice. Oh. I'll, I'll, there's a good. I don't know if I'll let JD's, but there's a good chance with those other two this weekend. Very good chance. Very good chance. Yeah, don't yeah. don't right. come I'll, I'll to the no. Don't come to the rabbit on I Sunday. Will. No, I don't want to see you there. I see you enough. Don't come to the rabbit on Sunday. I'm totally good. So no rabbit it. zone for is you. Just, is it just you and Don, or is it no? Coming? It's uh, Don, me, and our friends. Okay, then if you're Nancy friends and Steve, no, I want. Yeah, don't. If it, if it was you and Don, I would crash. This. No, no. Hi, Zolgats. The rabbit is off limits to you on Sunday morning. <laughs> At approximately 10 a.m. Oh, I'm not up at 10. You're fine. Okay, good. De- Declan, you should go there and introduce yourself to Nancy and Steve. Like, Judd tells me so much about you guys. Yeah, yeah. So happy to join oh, you. Oh, they'd call great. BS. <laughs> They're smart enough to know. <laughs> All right. That's a wrap on today's episode of Purple Daily. Please click the subscribe button on our YouTube channel if that's where uh, you're hanging out with us today. And if you could, on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and a positive review. It helps spread the word about this Vikings community that you guys are helping us build. We'll see you guys tomorrow.